Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beer. We've talked about the Revelation 12 work of the ministry in the last days, these days. We're seeing a man child of birth and caught up to God into his throne. And we're told that that is national Israel that is going to uh, have a place prepared of the Lord in Petra called the Petra Prophecy. We're going to see that that's a total lie, that the whole book of Revelation is written to the church, the servants of the living God. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, not national Israel, things which must shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John. Why John? Because John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming and Hamashiach ben Yosef, the suffering Messiah. John will forerun Jesus' second coming, the second advent before the day of the Lord, as in the spirit of Elijah. That Elijah must first come and restore all things. It's a restitution, a restoration of all things, as stated in Acts 3, 20, 21. For the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution and restoration of all things. Now, all things is very pertinent to the truth because all things is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That is, faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. It's not just a basic faith. It's now faith, present truth. So we walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another. There's blood flow in the body of Christ. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. We have to know the truth. If we add anything to the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added to us. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a final truth, knowing all things and all truth in the body of Christ before the second advent. We don't learn all truth in the sweet by and by. That's another fallacy. We know all truth before the Lord comes, for the heavens must receive Jesus until that time. It's stated by the beloved physician Luke in Acts 3, 20, 21. And therefore, we find that Paul gives us this mystery. It's very plain when he reveals this mystery to us in Romans 9, 10, and 11. And he talks and says, Not all Israel is of Israel, and all national Israel, they are not the children of God. So we see very plainly that Revelation 1, verse 1, that the whole book of the Revelation is written to the church, the servants of God. And that is predominant all the way through the book. It's written to the servants of God that they will be sealed in their foreheads through the truth, through the spirit of truth, sealed with the Holy Spirit with, until we receive the promised possession. The sealing is through those seals. Now the seals is in the right hand of the book the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, and in the right hand is a book, a Bibliaridian, that little book. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, not partial truth, 
all truth. We see that also in Ephesians 4, that we're to grow up into Jesus in all things, all truth, that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. <clears throat> Let's see what Paul's talking about in this mystery of Israel, this mystery of his own people according to the flesh. He said, I could of myself be a curse for my brethren. In other words, for natural Israel to have the truth of Jesus, their Messiah, he would be accursed for their sakes. That's a pretty powerful love for national Israel. Paul stayed that. Howbeit, he said that not all Israel is of, of Israel. And it's not double talk. As we see in Romans 9 and reading here, he said, I could wish that myself, Paul himself, the apostle, were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Now, that's definitely national Israel. Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption, the glory, the covenants, and the giving of the law? and the service of God and the promises came to the Jew first. After that, the Greek. Whose are the fathers? And of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God, blessed forever, amen. That Jesus Christ in his flesh, the man Christ Jesus, who is he? God bless forever. Amen, so be it. Well, and he's going into this mystery. We don't want to miss it because if we add anything to the words of this book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added to us. If we take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, that is the revelation of Jesus Christ in all truth, then our names will be taken out of the holy city and blotted out of the book of life. That's very serious. He goes on and says, not as though the word of God had taken none effect. The word will always accomplish that word and sin. For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Now this is where we get in to the line of demarcation, the line of truth the lamb that is going to be judgment late to the line, righteousness to the plummet. Those that are on the Lord's side will be for the Lord. Those that miss the word of God, for whatever reason, will be against the Lord because they're against his word, against the truth. That's just that simple. We have to be in all truth. And Jesus said, sanctify yourselves. Through the truth, thy word is truth. This spirit of truth is Jesus Christ. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the spirit of God. The Lord is that spirit. When where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's a perfect law of liberty that we look into now and are conformed to the same image of Jesus. Not partial truth. We all now with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, the exact image of Jesus. 
from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That means that Jesus is coming back for a perfect, spotless, blameless church in his image. Not something less than that. Not something in partial truth, but in all truth. So this is very important and critical that we understand and have the revelation of Jesus Christ. To understand the mystery as we go on, as Paul is exhorting us, he says that word of God has, has taken effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. And he goes on and says, neither because are they the seed of Abraham, are they all children? But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That's the seed of promise. For this is a word of promise. At this time I'll come, and Sarah will have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah had also conceived by one, even by our father, Isaac, the children being not born yet, having neither done good or evil, God said, Jacob, I have loved, and Esau I have hated, that the election, according to grace, might stand. Now, the election is by grace. The election are the ecclesia, the called out, separated ones, the church of the living God. So he's giving us the definition of national Israel, the natural branch, and uh, the other being the wild olive branch that are grafted in the church, the ecclesia, the children of God. And he says the just because of the seed of Abraham, they are the natural seed. These are not the children of God. Now he goes on and explains that Israel tried to work their own salvation, though they had a zeal, but not according to wisdom, by the works of the law. They failed at that. That righteousness of God came by faith, not by works. And they failed at that. Because of their unbelief, they were cut off. Blindness in part happened to national Israel, natural Israel, because they stumbled at that stumbling block. That we, the Gentiles, which are wild olive branches, could be grafted into the vine. There's only one vine. You're either in it or you're not far against it either gather or scatter in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're either in the truth or we're not. We're either for the word, living the word, or we're not. And we're sanctified through thy truth. Thy word is truth. There's no other way. So to present our bodies in a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, be not conformed to this world, being transformed, is by the renewing of our mind, looking to the perfect law of liberty, coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. And this is the only way to know and do the will of God. Working out our own salvation with prayer and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us, both the will and the do of his good pleasure, of which every measure of faith given to each one in measure of every part, which God there fitly frames together and then compacts it and whichever joint supplies to that edifying itself in love. That is the work of the Lord in and through Christ in you, the hope of glory. Nothing of us that we can boast. But he's talking about this mystery. This mystery concerning Israel, that Israel was cut off 
Natural Israel were cut off because of unbelief from the vine. Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. But because of their unbelief, they were cut off. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until a time, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Now, the fullness of the Gentiles, it came to the Jew first, much in every way, because all the promises, covetous, and everything was to Israel first. But because of their unbelief, we, the Gentiles, got turned to those, to us, to provoke them to jealousy. So through their unbelief, then mercy was granted to us and we were grafted in as wild olive branches into the vine because of their unbelief. And this will be until the fullness of the Gentiles become in, until the last person is saved in the church. When that happens, and of course, all natural Israel can still be saved coming to the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the election according to grace, if they turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, born of the water and the spirit, grow up in him in all things, and sanctified, holy, and then glorified. If they will follow the Lord Jesus Christ in truth, they can still be grabbed in. And he goes about this mystery and gives us the final mind of Christ in hell. All Israel will be saved, natural Israel and spiritual Israel, the ecclesia, the church. Howbeit, it's not replacement theology. The church is the church. National Israel is national Israel. And that is, and way it stands, God has not forsaken national Israel that he promised to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc., the fathers. He made that promise to them. As long as their sun, moon, and the stars give their shining, that covenant will not be broken. There he goes on and he says, for us, there in Revelation, I'm sorry, Romans 11, he goes on about this mystery and says, I would not, brethren, talking to the church, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. There's a mystery here. The ecclesia, the church, and natural Israel. There's a mystery there. And he says that we, the wild olive branches, were grafted into the vine because of national Israel, natural Israel's unbelief. But he said, we stand by faith. If God spared not the natural olive branches because of their unbelief, how much more will he not spare us if we boast against that vine, against those branches, by pride? Because we stand and grafted in by faith. We're to fear, lest we also be cut off. It's not of any of us or pride or arrogance that we have something that are over Israel in an anti-Semitic ideology that somehow we're better. Paul warns that if you do that, you will be cut off also because you stand by faith, but don't be high-minded. Don't be prideful and don't boast yourself against those branches. God has concluded all in unbelief. The Jew as well as the Greek. All of us, all have sinned, come short of the glory of God, none good, no, not one. But all then can still be saved if they turn to the Lord Jesus, their Messiah. 
the Hamashiach. Hamashiach ben Yosef, they denied the suffering Messiah. They're looking for Hamashiach ben David, the one that rules and reigns forever. Well, this is a mystery. And he's going to make it very plain to us, this mystery that is now concerning the ecclesia of the church versus natural Israel. And many will stumble at this simply because they, of their own free volition, their own free will, have elected not to believe this mystery that's now revealed and has been revealed to the church, to the brethren. And he says that blindness in part, this is a mystery, blindness in part has happened to Israel, natural Israel, until that certain time, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in, until the final last soul is saved in that vine, the branches being, wild olive branches being grafted in, standing by faith. Then at that time, there's a time there that he's going to turn back to national Israel. And he says, so all Israel after that time shall be saved. Now, not natural Israel will not be in the church. There's only one way to get in the ecclesia, and that's the election according to grace. Being born again of the water and the spirit, as newborn babes desire then sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby. Then going to little children, they know that Jesus is the father, still growing to young men, word of God being strong in them and overcoming the wicked one, overcomers. And then for the final glorification, there when they come to the full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ as fathers that have known him that's from the beginning. It's a constant glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, growing up into Jesus in all things. And it's not through us, lest any man should boast, but the working of God, the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. He goes on and says, all Israel will be saved because, and he goes on and tells us this mystery. For as it is written, there shall come out of Zion a deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. He's letting us know this is natural Israel, Jacob. Definitely not the church. It's Jacob, the national Israel, and says, for this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. Now, not birthed into the church, not taken away and born again of the water in the, in the spirit, but the promise of Genesis 12 that God gave to Abram, Abraham, that I'll make of thee a great nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in you national Israel. That's what they asked Jesus after his resurrection. He was seen alive of his passion by many as the 500 brethren at once and for 40 days. And before he ascends into heaven, they asked Jesus a question. Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel, the kingdom age, the millennial where you, Lord, will 
have Israel established as the rule and the governing governing of all the earth and all nation left in the earth will be blessed in Israel. Are you going to do that at this time? And Jesus said, it's not given unto you to know the times and seasons that God has put in his own power. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the utmost parts of the earth. Well, he didn't say it wasn't, but there's a time. And that time is after the fullness of the Gentiles become in, the last soul is saved. Then God, for them, natural Israel, for the Father's sake, he's turning attention to them. And he's going to remove those sins in one day. Not in the church, but where they will live during the millennial. Not glorified. They haven't taken on eternal life. But they will be that nation in the earth for 1,000 years that they will and rule all the nations of the earth will be blessed in national Israel according to Genesis 12. That's a promise to Abraham and then to Isaac and then to Jacob, to the fathers. Natural Israel, not the church. The church is not national Israel and natural Israel, nation of Israel, Israel is not the church. But we have a, a literal connection there with both then and in all Israel, be it natural or be it spiritual. One cannot do without the other, and the other, same without the ecclesia with national Israel. Gentiles are grafted in because of natural Israel's unbelief. Then we are standing by faith. Then national Israel will be saved through our mercy, through the church, through the ecclesia. And there we see that he states that in verse 28 of Revelation, I'm sorry, Romans 11, I keep saying Revelation, Romans 11. And it says, as concerning the gospel, national Israel, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, for the church, the ecclesia, the Gentiles. But as touching the election, the elect of God, they are beloved for the Father's sake. That's a small f, which is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc. National, natural Israel. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. It's a promise that he made in Genesis 12. Then he promised Abraham a seed that would be born out of his own bowels, the seed of Abraham, of which seed we are, and that is the church, the ecclesia. That's the seed of promise. And he says, for the gift and calling of God are without repentance. This is nothing they do for repentance, baptism, name of Jesus, or whatever. It's because they are a nation, Israel, and the promise to them by the Lord to Abraham. They're the fathers. And he goes on and explains it, this mystery. For as you in times past have not believed God to the church, yet have now obtained mercy, that church of the living God, through national Israel's unbelief, through their unbelief. That's how we obtain that mercy. 
Even so have these, natural Israel, also now not believed that through your mercy, the church, they also may obtain mercy through the church of the living God. For God hath con concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all, upon all mankind. Oh, the depth and of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments as ways past, finding out exclamation mark. Paul was just uh, enamored, flabbergasted, marveled at the mystery of God here, the wisdom of God, the mystery of Israel. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor? Who hath first given to him that it shall be recompensed to him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things, uh, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Well, if the phones of the Gentiles be come in, the ecclesia, the church, wild olive branches graft into the vine, then God's attention is going to turn to national Israel. We find that and Isaiah. When we find in Isaiah 66, when we read there in one day, as soon as Zion travailed, we find she brought forth her children. We see it in Isaiah 66, and he's looking to a man that's broken a contrite spirit, and he says, Here, hear the word of the Lord, you that tremble at his word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy, and they shall be ashamed. And voice of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of the Lord that recompense, renders recompense to his enemies. Before she travailed, now there's a travail in the church to bring forth a man-child which will finish the Christ generation, that generations shall be counted for the seed. And that's the reason why you see in Matthew 1, the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And there will be 42 generations listed. And it will be in three different segments, three different divisions. The first division from Abraham to David will be 14 generations. Then from David until the carrying away into Babylon, another 14 generations or 28 generations. Then from the carrying away into Babylon until Jesus is 13 generations, not 14, 13. Uh, who was born Jesus, 13, or who is called Christ, 14. There is going on clarification there that Jesus, in the days of his flesh, worked his ministry and cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. Three and a half years, being about the age of 30, coming to his ministry, born in tabernacles and crucified, and Passover, exactly a three-and-a-half-year ministry, 42 months of time, times and a half. So there remains, to confirm this covenant with many for one week, there remains another three-and-a-half-year, 1,260 days, a 42-month, or 
three-and-a-half-year ministry of Jesus still yet that he will perform and reveal himself in and through the body of Christ, the Christ generation. That's the reason why you see in Matthew 1 that that 41st generation is Jesus. He has performed it all, paid for it all, all on the cross. But we, the body of Christ, will experience the final last day unto perfection. The king, the proclaiming of the gospel of the kingdom, uh, the gospel of the kingdom of God to all the world for a witness and all nations, and then the end will come. That still remains a three and a half year, 42 month, 1,203 score day ministry of Jesus as we see in Revelation 10, Revelation 11, Revelation 12. It is the church. That's the Christ generation. But there's also, at this time, the fullness of Gentiles being come in. The three and a half year Jesus ministry has taken place. That testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, has been manifested in and through the body of Christ, which is the, the body of Christ that love Jesus, keep his commandments, and have the faith of Jesus, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. But after that time, there will be one day, a day that as soon as Zion, the natural Israel, travails, crying out for their Messiah in one day, not the church, but the nation will be birthed at once, not May the 14th, 1948. We're talking about the nation of Israel being left as the one, the remnant there in the, in the whole world that will start in the millennial where all other nations, be it Babylon, be it Egypt, be it Assyria, will be blessed in the nation Israel. And he says at that time, as soon before she travailed, before she even had birth pain, she brought forth before her pain even came. Now, the church will experience the birth pains. We see that in Revelation 12. She cried, travailing in pain to be birthed, and brings forth a man-child, and called to God to his throne, the last day, latter reign of the Holy Ghost, for a time, times, the biting of a time. We see that in Revelation 12, because that's where our flight is in the winter. It's on the Sabbath day, a time of great tribulation. And we, the body of Christ, in the full image of Jesus, in the lion, man, ox, and eagle, the two wings of an eagle are given to the woman of the church, where she flieth into the wilderness, where she is a place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times, and dividing of a time, three and a half year, the work of the ministry, the church. But then after that, in one day, before natural Israel, the natural Israel, before she even entered in travail, before her even pain came. Not as the church, but as natural, national, natural Israel. She was delivered of a man child. Now let's take a look at that. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such thing? Those are the things of faith. In this mystery, showing us the mystery of the church, the spiritual Israel, and the mystery of 
national Israel, natural Israel. Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Now, national Israel is going to be brought forth in one day, not May the 14th, 1948. This is far, far greater. As soon as Israel came into a nation right there in 1948, immediately we have Egypt. We had an insurgent that they're going to destroy Israel as soon as she is a sovereign, declared a sovereign nation. Still going on today with anti-Semitism, anti-Semites hating and hating the nation Israel to the point that it will literally come to, it'll capsulate and final in the last days, there will be all nations against Israel to destroy her. She'll be compassed about with armies, national Israel. And God will then fight against her and destroy all those that come against Israel. Their eyes will melt and their tongue will, will literally melt in their flesh as the Lord Jesus in flaming fire taking vengeance on them. Well, at this time, shall that earth be brought forth in one day? One day. What is brought forth? Not the church. Or shall a nation be born at once? A nation of Israel literally going into the millennial where all nations of the earth will be blessed in her. Never has happened before. And now it will. In one day, after the fullness of the Gentiles come in, the ecclesia, the church, and it's all the ones, the souls that's going to be saved. Then he turns his, his focus on natural Israel. And one day, she brings forth her children. In one day, the earth brings forth. In one day, the nation Israel comes forth. For as soon as Zion prevailed, she brought forth her children. Not just a man-child, Jesus ahead, and we, the body of Christ, caught and forgotten to his throne. In the last day, worked for the ministry, three and a half years, 42 months, as power given to the two witnesses of church. But the nation Israel. He said, well, I shall I bring to the birth or not? Cause to bring forth, saith the Lord, shall I cause to bring forth and shut up the womb, saith thy God. With what? Rejoice you with Jerusalem. And be glad with her, all you that love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you that mourn for her, that you may suck and be satisfied with the breast of her consolations, that you may milk out and be satisfied and delighted with abundance of her glory. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. All Babylon, Egypt, Assyria, all the Gentiles will flow into it in the millennial reign of, of Jesus Christ, where nation Israel will have all nations flowing into her. Then shall you suck, and you shall be born upon her sides and dandled upon her knees as one whom his mother comforted. So will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And when you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like an herb. And the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants and his indignation toward his enemies. This is the day of the Lord. This is the day when the Lord God comes down with flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and uh, that have not believed and have the testimony of Jesus. The Lord will come with fire in his chariots like a whirlwind. He will render his anger with fury and rebuke 
with flames of fire. The Lord coming down in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord will be many. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens, behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh, and the abomination in the mouth. Now they thought they were eating the good word of God. They didn't. They were not. They were deceived. It was a, a mistaken identity, thinking they were right with God, and they weren't. Shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. I know their works and their thoughts that shall come, that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. Not the church. It's the nation Israel. And I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them unto the nations. To the nations that escape those that were affrighted and gave glory to God. At that, when that city fell, the nation Israel, affrighted and gave glory to God, and God allows them to escape of the nations, and they go into the millennial, not having eternal life, not in the church, not in the ecclesia, not in the body of Christ but as the nation Israel, a promise to the fathers. And that nation is birthed in one day. That earth brings forth in one day. A nation is birthed. Not just May the 14th in 1948. That's wonderful. But word Israel will rule all and govern and all in the earth will be blessed in the nation Israel. And God said at that time, those that escape of them into the nations, they're not in the church. They can send them to the Tarshish, pull, lud, and to draw the bow to Tubal and Javan and the isles afar off. And that have not heard my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. And they shall bring all your brethren for an offering to the Lord, out of what? Out of the nations. All that's left in there and the nations that have not been destroyed at the coming of the Lord because they were afraid and gave glory to God, God let them live. They're not in the church. They will be ushered into the millennial as the righteous nations on the right hand of God in Matthew 25. But the unrighteous nations will be cast into hell. But the ones, the righteous nations, not the church, the righteous nations will enter into the kingdom that has been prepared for them from the foundation of the world. That's a millennial reign that he promised in Genesis 12 to Abraham. And there they have it. And all nations upon horses, chariots, litters upon mules, upon swift beasts, they will come to my holy mountain, Jerusalem. That's the Millennial reign, Jesus Christ, Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Jesus is there. As the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. He said, I'll take of them for priests and for Levites. We can go into the Ezekiel temple, the millennial temple in Ezekiel 40 through 48. And a great wonder of a work there, the Lord himself there. Jehovah Shammah, Jesus is present. He is there. And he says, for as the new heavens and the new earth will I make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord. So shall your seed and your name remain, 
It shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. Now the church has already been glorified, but there's still flesh there. There's still nation that will be blessed in the national, national Israel. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched. And they shall be in abhorring to all flesh. You'll see that, etc. again in uh, Micah 4. We'll have to go with this into a, another podcast that will talk about the millennial and what's happening there. Uh, the church having a rod given unto them there that they will rule the nations. As a rod of iron shall the nations be beaten to shivers, and I'll give the church the morning star. But the nation of Israel, national Israel, will go into the millennial, not being in the church, not having eternal life. How be it? A child will die a hundred years old. And they'll say, but he was only a hundred. He was but a child. Satan will be bound a thousand years. There will be no deceiver. Anyone prophesies during that time will be thrust through with, and stoned to death. That prophesied. Look at Micah 4. But in the last days shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains. And it shall be exalted above the hills. And the people shall flow into it. All the nations that have, uh, not in the church, but are still in the flesh and will glorify God, will flow into Jerusalem. Because in Jerusalem, in Israel, shall all nations be blessed. And many nations shall come. Not the church. The nations shall come. And say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths. For the law shall go forth out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. That's where the Lord sits, Jehovah Shammah. He's there. And he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afore all. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. This is the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. But they shall set every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. Now watch this. For all people, that's all the nations that are left, and that they did not destroy at the second advent. Going into the kingdom age, the age of grace being consummated, going into the kingdom age. And he says, every all people, every nation, shall walk everyone in the name of his God. Little G-O-D. That's the church that some are ruler over five cities. Some ruler over ten cities. Some taken far Zadok and priest in the house of the temple of Jesus, the temple of Ezekiel. But the people of the Lord God, the church, the ecclesia, have literally been glorified or vile bodies fashioned like his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things to himself, and he will, in the regeneration, all the earth will be 
reigned and ruled over by the king priest of the Lord. That's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus for the church. And realize that national Israel can still be grafted back in if they will receive their Messiah, Jesus Christ. All the nations, all the people walk in the name of their God, their judge. And we, the church, will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Now that's very plain that during that millennial, the child shall play upon the hole of the ask the adder. The, the wolf will lay down with the lamb. The lion will eat straw. None will destroy at all or hurt in God's holy mountain. We see the same thing in Zechariah 14. When the Lord comes from heaven, we find that he will literally destroy all the nations that come against that come against. Israel, and it, that, that we find in uh, that time where Israel was birthed as one day, one day, not three and a half years as you see in Revelation 12. That's the church. Those are the ones that love God, keep his commandments, and have the faith of Jesus. They have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's the remnant of the woman seed, the church, that is not national Israel. The nation of Israel is birthed in one day, Isaiah 66 said so. And we see it again in that day, the day of the Lord, that those living waters are going out from Jerusalem, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And in that day, there shall be one Lord and his name one. They'll, it will show there is no trinity. Never has been a God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And all will know this truth in that day. There's never been a trinity, never been a tunis, a binary doctrine. The Lord being different from the Father being different from the Son, the one and the self-same spirit. Neither will this oneness doctrine that the man is not God, but has God in him, standing at the right hand of God. That's also an error and will cost them their salvation. There's only one way, one truth, one light. We're either in it or we are lost. It's just that simple. Now, we can tell everybody you're going to heaven many different ways, which is a lie. And the blood will be upon those ministers' hands. But the ones that love God and tell the truth, they are the ones that will bear the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, and lead the people of God and those of understanding into that truth. And he says here, the Lord will be king over the earth. And in that day, there will be one king in his name, one, Jesus Notice over there in Zechariah 14, as we close, it shall come to pass, verse 16 of Zechariah 14, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left, that's a remnant, of all the nations, not the church, the nations, the national uh, Israel, but all the other nations that were fighting gave glory to God. He did not destroy or kill. He put the church, the king priest, over those nations uh, and gave them the morning star and a rod, a rod of iron, therefore to rule over the nations. Some be thy rule over five cities, be thy rule over ten cities. As a vessel of potter shall they be beaten to shivers. That's the glory and the rule that God said, I give to you. And at that time, we find that Paul says, no, you're not. You're going to judge angels. That's the time. 
Right now, we're made a little lower than the angels. But then, then we have dominion as kings and priests and ruling with the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth. All those nations will walk in the name of their gods, their judges. But we, the church, will walk in the name of the Lord our God, Jesus. And it will all be to glorify the Lord Jesus alone. But those that all that are left of the nations, not the church of the nations, which came against Jerusalem, they left. He didn't kill them all. No, because they were frightened. Give glory to God. He said, these shall go up from year to year to worship the king. Remember, at that time, he's ruling in the earth, and his name one, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. And it said, they shall worship the king, the Lord of hosts, to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Every month, they're going to bring this feast in monthly, and all nations will flow into the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing there's no trinity, no binary, no oneness, but the Lord God himself, the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, that he alone is God. And it shall be that whosoever shall not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. God controls the weather. And if the family of Egypt go not up, well, Egypt there is walking and being blessed in Israel. If Egypt does not come up, they have no rain. And there shall be the plague. God will smite them with plague. Wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations, not just Egypt, but of all nations that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Engathering, flowing into Jesus, giving him the glory due to his name during the kingdom age, the millennial of Jesus Christ. In that day, there shall be upon the bells of the horses, all capital letters, holiness unto the Lord. And the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Everything is holy, sanctified. Yet every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and seed therein. And in that day, there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. They will be destroyed out of it. The Lord is there. That is, uh, we find in Ezekiel 48, Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. And it goes into the Ezekiel temple. There's many things to be uh, studied. And at that time, during the millennial, we'll get into that in a different podcast. The thing to know, the mystery of Israel the mystery of the church, Israel, spiritual Israel, and national Israel, the natural Israel, the, the nation Israel, Paul has just given it to us. We want to review this Petra prophecy, that that is for national Israel. They're the ones left behind with a pre-trib rapture. That's a lie. We see that in Revelation 4, verse 1. That's not a rapture. If you miss that, you've missed it all. Because Revelation 4.1 is not the rapture, but a revelation of Jesus Christ in all things, and now faith is the substance of things. And the things are now being revealed, not in Pentecost, but in this season of tabernacles, the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. And we find that in Revelation 4, verse 1, 
There was a door open in heaven to John, and it was a voice of a trumpet. Not a cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, or decimal, which is the instrument, or the are the instruments of the worldly church, a herald of them to, to worship a false Jesus, Babylon. This is an image that's 60 cubits high and 60 cubits wide. They would never, none of them will have the trumpet voice, the true clarion voice of Jesus. They have a, a cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psaltery, and a dulcimer. You see that in Daniel 3, verse 5, 10, and 15. And they, none of them, not one of the worldly churches, have the clarion, the voice, trumpet of Jesus that pierces the heart to, for reproof, rebuke, and correction to bring us into perfection. Well, John declares it to us in Revelation 4, verse 1. He said, that door is open in heaven. Jesus is the door. And a voice of a trumpet talking with me. That's the voice of Jesus saying, come up hither. They say, that's a rapture. No, it's not. Didn't say you're caught up there and you've changed in a moment of twinkling. It's not the last trump, not even beginning the last trump. It's not the rapture. Well, then what is it? And I will show you things which will come to pass hereafter. Things. It's now faith. It's the present truth. It is the season we're in now. I'll show you things which will come to pass with. Hereafter, I'm giving the revelation of Jesus. And then he brings us to that throne room, four and 20 seats, four and 20 elders, and the four beasts, the living creatures. These are the ones proclaiming the everlasting gospel in the last days for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. So those of the petrol prophecy in the national Israel saying those one left behind is a lie, a gross error. Therefore, we have to understand there is the nation of Israel that will be birthed in one day. That all nations of the earth will flow into it. It's the millennial age, the kingdom age of Jesus Christ. We, the body of Christ, will be kings and priests, and we've already been changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, taking on immortality. Well, there you have it. It's very simple. It's very seen, easy to be seen through the leading of the Holy Ghost. We want to thank you for tuning in. If this has more witness with your spirit through the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, then uh, we need to get together. We want to ask you to call November Labor Among Us. God is doing it now. He's bringing the body of Christ together. We have over a thousand ministers there in Africa and India now that have come in and responded to the podcast. We'd like to have more in America. God is doing it now. Don't be afraid of denominational or of the the wrath of man. See she from man whose breath is in his nostrils. Follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. You'll be blessed when you do. Well, as you can see, the bottom line is very simply, the nation of Israel is not the Revelation 12 man-child. That's the church. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. That's the church. It's the church that's sealed in Revelation 7, sealing the servants of God in their forehead, not Israel. We also see that it's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's what's being revealed in those things which must shortly come to pass. 
That's Revelation 4, that John is not raptured, not the church, but that door open in heaven, a voice of a trumpet is the trumpet voice of Jesus in the last days. And has come up hither, come to the higher level of revelation, and I will show you things that's faith, which must surely come to pass. What is that? The things that come to pass hereafter. 92 AD, John's on the Isle of Patmos. It's written for the church, to the church, to the servants of God, not to the world, not to the Gentile. It's written to the church. And we'll go into it, follow us on the podcast, as we go deeper into the truth and the last day truth that God is now revealing to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.